My internet is super slow today. At least the tell Abby to get off. Zencaster's working. Abby, I'm alone. I'm alone in the mountain. I'm alone in my house. That's a song from A Star Is Born that I, I sing often when I'm alone <laughs> in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I sang it at work the other day and somebody was like, shh. And I'm like, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about me here. How dare anyone shush you, Hillary? I, give me a break. Like, my, my <laughs> voice. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the show about the show, Too Beautiful to Live. I am Michael Andrew Frizzell, also known as Drew McFrizz, the jail dude. I am the longest running co-brogan of LRB, coming to you from the Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room in Manchac, Texas. My co-host, starting from south to north on your podcasting dial from middle-aged B-plus momish type studios in <laughs> South Austin, Texas, is our own Hillary the H-Bomb Butler. Good morning, darling. Good morning. I guess I now, according to Luke, have to get a tattoo about my middle-aged momish uh, status. <laughs> get ready. He seems pretty <laughs> obsessed with that. Is it, I think that got under his skin a little bit. I Good. Really, I really did. I really Good. Did. Yeah, which for the better, for sure. <laughs> things, Some things do need to get under your skin, so you, you change your behavior. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, and from Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne with the Plan Lundholm. Good morning, Anne. Good morning. Unless there's anyone else lurking on the line, I think that's it uh, for this morning. Um, Bobby and Meredith are off, and as usual, we'll talk about our own business as individuals and as a show. Then we'll dive into a recap of TBTL, keep some house, and let you know how to get involved. And I believe Anne is... As usual, uh, at the business helm, what's going on in, in our world? Indeed. Well, the first thing to talk about is the Friday show that we dropped this past week. Uh, it was a final Friday mailbag catch-all. This is about TBTL kind of show uh, <laughs> where we did catch up on two months worth of Throw Your Phones, which is really fun. And then we talked about a topic from listener Kristen, and she wanted to get some explanation to the inside jokes that we use on the show. And we made an attempt. Things get a little hazy or a little confused, but we talked about where those things come from. And we did uh, get I had this in Throw Your Phones, but maybe I'll talk about Andrea's email right now since she had a couple of extra questions. And you guys answered her in email, but I think it would be worth bringing up for the the general group. Uh, Andrea says, hugging my phone for episode 377. Two remaining unanswered questions from me. The whole, Mike hates Jeremy and he isn't allowed to have a mic. That's a joke, right? Also, Hillary's fine TM. Yay for Anne's announcement. I was so afraid she was going to con Mari the show. Great example of entitled etiquette this week uh, is when Luke pulls his car up into a long line of rental car returns and just leaves, cuts the line, and tells the worker to handle it. 
Yes, Andrea. <laughs> and then she says, but the best part of the show was the solid minute of Mike laughing hysterically while Christy discussed her very logical NECA wafer return policy. I've listened to that three yeah. times already today. Yeah, these these have gone bad. Uh, oh, really? How can you tell when a Necco wafers? You know? Oh, the the bad Necco wafers, <laughs> right? To me, to me, I mean, from my Necco wafer experience, any damage or mold or staleness of the Necco wafer could only improve uh, <laughs> the taste of the Necco wafer. We could only. Could only add to the flavor profile of the Necco wafer. There is never going to be any mold. Um, there's not enough I know, organic that's material to grow mold. <laughs> no. Th- there's been a story floating around about how on some British from, oh God, was it? Oh, it was in some hotel in England that they were renovating that they found like below the floorboards a case of like steamed puddings or something that you would send to your... <laughs> navy sun in 1940 whatever and they were like still perfectly edible and i was like is mm. it is it <laughs> like there's no moisture to be found anywhere so no that's, mold or anything that's how gross. i feel about necco wafers i'm sending these scones back these are dry <laughs> so oh let's go over um andrea's questions mike do you hate jeremy um yes. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy's a very sweet man. He's he's one of the sweetest people I I know. He's done a a ton for me. Um especially since I let me just let me just say this. For real, when I first found out about Jeremy, I hated him because I I loved the nice lady and he was a mess. He was an absolute mess, and he and he, and uh, and I'd have I had no idea why Christy let him into her life, but then he cleaned his act up, and he's been great ever since. But I I sort of have maintained a little surface hatred, even though he's done nothing but great things for me, including doing a, a GoFundMe and and uh, providing me with employment. So um, I actually I really love that guy, but he's terrible on the microphone. He's just a terrible <laughs> podcaster. So. No hard feelings on that one. Jeremy is legit one of the nicest people that yes. you could ever meet. And a strangely pure spirit for someone who enjoys dumpster diving and like picking up trash from the side of the road to be in his personal collection. Uh, <laughs> he is incredibly um, friendly and very interested to talk to everybody. Extremely extroverted, which we know drives Christy crazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he would do pretty much anything for his friends, including, I don't know if we talked about this on the show, but after, was it after you had your last foot cut off and you were <laughs> in the wheelchair? I can't remember. The timeline is getting so confused. He actually went down to Austin for like yeah, a week sure just to hang out with you and take you out to Buffalo yep. Wild Wings to watch a game and yep. just provide you with some social life. It was pretty great of him to do, and and he's been doing nothing but great things since he he, uh, cleaned up his act after the nice lady picked him up out of the gutter. (laughs) Jeremy's the kind of guy who will drive your moving truck from rural Wisconsin to L.A. or wherever (laughs) that was that he did for his friend. Yeah. Uh Oh, my goodness. And, I I mean, I think maybe it makes Mike a little bit insecure (laughs) to have a friend who's just 
such a good fucking person. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like uh, <clears throat> throw a little shade. You almost like don't quite trust it, you know, until he, he well, he's been doing it now for about five years, so it must be really Jeremy, you know. <laughs> at this point, I guess. Um, and I mean, while we're on that topic, it's always why whenever um, Will McQuillan, better known as Aiden's dad, comes up as a subject on the show, Bobby or Mike is always like that asshole because Will is genuinely one of the, <laughs> the nicest, nicest people you'll people. ever meet. Oh, man. But he'll do you some dirt, though. He will do you some dirt. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> asshole. He knows what he did. He knows. Ooh, this is like a mystery solver. What? Don't right. set Hillary on this case. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm going to do The something. eyeball emoji just popped up. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> All right, Hillary, why do you say fine TM? Well, a, a certain um, anonymous listener that shall mm-hmm. not be named uh, noticed that I have a verbal tick saying it's fine when I'm uh, in a couple of different instances. Mostly when something is not fine, but also right. kind of when I'm sick of talking about something and I just like need a, <laughs> a simple way to end talking about it and say it's fine. And I really did not notice that I said this, but she called it out. And now and then at some point, I don't know, a couple of months ago, I said it's fine, TM Hillary, because <laughs> that's now my catchphrase, apparently. Mm-hmm. But what's funny is that uh, some of my friends were talking. She um the woman in the couple listens to the show sometimes, even though she's like, I don't really understand the context of anything because she doesn't listen to TBTL. But she said, notice that they were, y'all were remarking on me saying it's fine. And she said, when I first met you, my husband and I used to say it's fine. Like when I wasn't around because I say it all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Something I did not know about myself. So it's fine. Tim Hillary. Um, <laughs> I need to make a shirt or something. I need to uh, monetize this somehow. But it's one of those things that any man who's married should <laughs> know that oh. phrase and the way <laughs> that it's delivered. Absolutely. You're so right. It's fine means it's not fine, but I don't want to talk about this anymore. Let's mm-hmm. move on. Yep. Exactly. But you also have to know when when it actually is fine, right? And it's you because it, you know because uh, then you don't have to like start apologizing or whatever because it, you just need to know your degrees of fine. I mean, it, it, and I'm sure Dave has it like to a science. I mean, he well, he, he probably oh, he you know. knows even via like text. He kind of knows. Like yeah. he'll we were on G chat the other day and he said it's fine and then he wrote oh not TM. <laughs> it's actually okay it's cool but actually another uh subtle it's fine is the other day because rory had another minor head injury <laughs> he really is oh, okay oh. um but i wanted dave to take him to the doctor not the emergency room because the emergency room is stupid expensive and he did not need to go there and he's mm-hmm. he said something about not doing it like i think it's okay and i just wrote back Okay, lowercase. Okay, oh, no, with a period, no, and then he was no. like, "I have an appointment at one o'clock." <laughs> right? <laughs> so, yeah, right, I know. Right. Sure, you do. <laughs> oh, passive aggressiveness! It works so well. Actually, passive aggressive passive aggressiveness does not work well with men at all. I've actually learned mostly that I have to be very clear about my intentions. Just and ask my anger. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just tell us. <laughs> yes. I'll do whatever it is. Just please. Just tell me. Spell it out. <laughs> 
So I thought of one more inside joke, actually, that did get referenced on the Friday show that I didn't even think about. And that is when I said that I was pregnant and that it was Justin's baby. (laughs) Oh, right. right. (laughs) And I guess newer listeners may not know that I am, in fact, in an alternate universe, (laughs) uh, in a happy, committed relationship with Justin Trudeau, Canada's prime minister. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which so I think dreamy. that was the first recap after the election, right? In 2016. Yeah. You had a fever dream. Yes. I had broken from reality and I was now living in a place where Hillary had been elected and the both chambers of Congress were controlled by Democrats and I was in a relationship with Justin Trudeau. So... And you had dual citizenship just in case things went <laughs> mm-hmm. south, you know. You could speak French all of a sudden. Yeah, I think Tina Fey was my best friend in this reality, too. <laughs> uh, what a life. I know. What a world. I mean, I could fantasize about Kai Rizdal, too. You know that I how I feel about him. But there is an outside chance that I could come into contact with him. I mean... Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. He visits... I'm sure he visits... The uh, the Minnesota area, the Minneapolis area, regularly. Yeah, and and we don't have that many degrees of separation from him because no. we know Luke and Luke knows Kai, and so it could happen. <laughs> but I figure there is no way on God's green earth that I'm ever going to be in the vicinity of Justin Trudeau, so it's fine. <laughs> I can <laughs> fantasize about him. <sighs> I mean, plus he's married with children, so whatever. But <laughs> whatever. I feel like I feel like Luke threw up a roadblock uh, one time between. Um, us in general in Kyra's doll, because I think um, one of us, particularly Bobby, I think, put something on Twitter about oh, when yeah. Luke was doing his uh, Kyra's doll impression, and Luke was like, take that down. Right. Well, Bobby was just Kai, promoting the, Kai the show. Fun of him. Oh, right. I know. I, I It was really an innocent thing. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, Kyra's doll seems like a cool enough person to, you know, be entertained by someone bothering to do an impression of him. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because it's not an unflattering impression. It's just, he he sounds like uh, um, Bing Crosby. I mean, he just does. <laughs> and that's not the worst thing to sound like. Bing nope. Crosby was very successful. So Luke was just a little bit sensitive about that one. Yeah, it's not like he, he you know, was doing a Pee Wee Herman and trying to say that was Kyra <laughs> Stahl or something like that. That would be interesting. <laughs> you know. All right. Well, if anybody else has any more questions on jokes that we make that seem to have a history, let us know and we'll tell you if we remember what the backstory is on that. (laughs) The next item on LRB Business is that we have to have a brief chat about reality TV because (laughs) Bobby is deeply wrong. I assume this was you, Hillary. (laughs) No, it was Mike. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Right? What? I just I just wanted I called Bobby out in the chat, but I really wanted to address it publicly. Bobby was talking about how he and Sam, I guess, watched some episodes of Below Deck and he was like, It is indeed the bottom of the barrel of reality television and I wanna say it is not the bottom it is nowhere near the bottom of let me tell you something. If it is on Bravo, for the most part, it is the upper echelon of reality television. Like that's just they have good production value. Mm-hmm. They they're not they don't get like just, you know, people seeking fame. It is 
I'm not saying every single one is entertaining. I'm not saying I like everyone. I do like Below Deck, but I'm not saying it's all the best. But it is not bottom of the barrel. You have to go so much farther down to get to the bottom of the barrel. I mean, watch TLC. Now, I know 90 Day Fiance has its fans, but... Like, my 600-pound life, that's getting closer to the bottom of the barrel. And actually, this is on major television. To me, what bottom of the barrel is. Now, the production values are fine, but uh, Big Brother, which is on uh, Bobby's favorite network, Mm -hmm. uh, The Eye, CBS, that is bottom of the barrel. That is, as my friend put it, middle America television, (laughs) which is so snobby, but it's kind of true. There should be cataracts on that CBS (laughs) Eye. As old the as little bifocal, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, there's there's so many other levels of uh, disturbing reality TV, and I love reality TV. Oh, yeah. and We'll watch it, but there are times where I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. It's or you know, he did actually. They talked about it this week, like Lindsay Lohan's uh, Beach House or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. that's bottom of the barrel because it is trying to be Vanderpump Rules. And it's not even coming close, and it's starring like a you know a famous person, and it's Vanderpump aw- just sounds sounds uh, pornographic. I I don't even know what that is. A Vanderpump? I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> it's a Lisa Vanderpump, and it's her uh, restaurant empire in Los Angeles. Thank you very uh, much. Okay. Um, uh, then it's not as gross as I, I thought. I thought it was just some some Dutch guy murdering girls on a beach, and, and, you know, um, conga or something. <laughs> Um, I'll have more to say about, ugh, I think Andrew's a snob and whatever, but I, I I don't appreciate his talk about either reality television or the Academy Awards, two things I hold very dear <laughs> to my heart. But uh, but I just wanted to say that Bobby's wrong. Let's go back to real- reality TV for a second. I uh, Because of this person who we, who we currently can't name, can't name yet, um, that is a big fan of the show, um, I I watched 90 Day Fiance. I think I watched two episodes. Uh-huh. And um, I think that kind of reality television, at least for me, can send me into profound de- depression. Mm-hmm. Because it's- so that's, that's kind of how I am when it's like, um, I mean, obviously they're signing up for it. So you yeah. know, that's on them. But I there's this like <sighs> ugly people signing up for things because they're so desperate really depresses me. When it's like vapid... 28 year old to 35 year olds in Los Angeles. I'm like, whatever. Humiliate away. Yeah. (laughs) I understand. They're like, that's what they want to do. They want to be on this reality show. There's this level of depression that goes into 90 DF. that I, I just can't hang. And for some reason the dial, when it goes to TLC, I just like automatically get a little sad. Isn't that the most ironic thing in the world that, 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 that network is, I don't know if they still call themselves the Learning Channel, but that's where TLC <laughs> comes from. And do, does anyone learn less from a channel? It used to have that. Actually, the best show that they ever ever did was back in the early two thousands, and they keep trying to revive it, and it doesn't work. But they had Trading Places. That was excellent reality television. That was so great. It was when you would trade with your neighbors and you would redo their house or you would redo like a uh, room in their house. And the best was when people were really pissed about it because their reactions were amazing. This was like the early yeah. days of uh, the early days of reality television. Okay? I remember that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. So da- when Dave and I first started dating, which was 2004, it was kind of when the Real Housewives was just starting 
And I, you know, caught up on a marathon. I was like, yes, this is for me. I understand that this is made for my sensibility. And Dave, you know, because he was still trying to like have sex with me all the time uh, and impress me. He uh, he still is trying to have sex with me all the time, but he's not really trying to impress me quite as right, much. Right, he dropped the impress, the impress part. <laughs> he would sit there and watch marathons of Real Housewives of Orange oh, County. And he God, knows, bless him. He knows so much about it. And the other day, I was I don't watch Celebrity Big Brother at all, but I was like reading who the cast was going to be. And it was like, you know, Anthony Scaramucci and like la la la. And oh, one God. of them was one of them was Candy Burris, who's on Real Housewives Atlanta, of Atlanta. And she's actually a successful person. I don't know why she's going on this. But uh, I said, oh, do you know who Candy Burris is? And he was like, I am embarrassed that you would ask me that. Of course I know who Candy Burris is. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I was like, oh, sweet baby. He doesn't watch him anymore, but he has a working knowledge of all Bravo uh, Bravo programming. I mean, I would think that'd be very important as your husband. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. It is. He has to, we have to be able to converse fluently on the, the comings and goings of all the house. Important guys. issues of the day. <laughs> <laughs> What's Bethany up to? How's the skinny girl brand? Oh, God. Oh, no. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Now that we've established that Bobby is deeply wrong, we do have a jam tracker update. We already heard uh, a throw your phone from Andrea, but she made a contribution to our jam fund. And the note she sent with that. My goodness. The note she sent with that. It was so great. She says, when you say you have an important announcement, I donate because I panic and think you're quitting because of lack of support from listeners like me. Last time it was Bobby's important announcement moving. This time, Anne, I was probably the only person who thought, okay, she's just pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Andrea. That's amazing. More time at home to edit the podcast for Anne. And we don't have any more general throw your phones, plenty of them for the week. Yes, yes. But let's go ahead and 28 minutes into the show, get into the week in review. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to stop busting on Luke and Andrew for doing long shows if this is how we're going to behave. Well, well, I, I I have some laundry to fold, and I can do a play-by-play here. Um, we can probably fill another twenty-five minutes. <laughs> well, Friday weren't nothing, so we're gonna get through that pretty quick. But let's start mm-hmm. with Monday, number twenty-eight, nineteen, five easy craisins. This is the pre-taped Martin Luther King Jr. Day TBTL. You know, the short one that's fifty-three minutes. Um, <laughs> All right. Wait, I gotta stop doing that. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> They start by uh, talking about, Andrew wants to know how Luke would subtly let him know if uh, he's mad at Andrew. And Luke searches and searches and searches. And then he comes up with the, what's up, drop. (laughs) And I think that was a good choice. I don't think there's a drop that Andrew hates in this world more than the what's up drop. Is it because he did it? I don't remember. Would he be as bothered if it was just the, the, the Bud Light? guys from back in the day i think it's any iteration of that drop okay. I, mean, guess, uh, we know... I, I i smell some was up rolling um, <laughs> oh no i'm just well, wondering if if it has to be his or it could be any yeah 
We'll we'll get into things that listeners can do to irritate them in a minute. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, Andrew wants to start by talking about a different podcast. Good move. Uh, the Slowdown Podcast, the new podcast from the U.S. Poet Laureate on APM, which is just a five-minute show where she reads a poem and talks about it, gives a little bit of context. And he came across something that he thinks is perfect for Luke, and it's, he plays this clip. I mean, he's previewed it and cut it down, so that's great. Uh, it's about tree time and how trees basically have the same life cycle and struggles as people do it's just in a much slower tempo and luke is all over this and he has to uh counter i guess with part of the conversation between michael silverblatt and eileen miles about how trees are like parents and children and sometimes the young trees can't truly achieve their potential until the old tree dies off and gives them room. Um, they do a very slow hoochie cooch. <laughs> uh, we got to throw your phone from Ellen on the subject. She says, re tree poem talk. Am I the only one worried about the guys going full writer's almanac? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can almost hear the, the wind whistling through their nostrils when they're, when they're there doing was, their tree There talk. was a, f- a fair amount of Garrison Keeler. <laughs> on the shows this yeah. week. Yes. Um, then Luke talks about the uh, Howard Stern fake birthday shout outs. Uh, the only reason I knew what he was talking about was because Phyllis had been talking about the Stern birthday shout outs because as we all know, she is a huge Stern fan about mm-hmm. how all of Stern's people called up different morning shows or submitted, I guess, birthday shout outs uh, using stupid fake names like I did not write any of these down but you know like Howard what's his nuts or something and the goal is to yeah see how many of these fake birthday shout outs they could get onto the air well the the thing is um Hillary you you listen to Stern sometimes don't you yeah um they don't do birthday shout outs because Howard thinks they're stupid right Mm -hmm. he thinks it's a it's a huge waste of radio time yeah. So it's ironic that Luke's talking about this and in the context <laughs> of them doing Blur's Days or what. And he loves Howard, but he's 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 married to this uh, Blur's Day thing. Oh God! Yeah. Well, you know it's like sixty percent spite. Oh, he wants to oh, do it. Oh, I'm I'm I feel ninety percent responsible for that sixty percent <laughs> spite. <laughs> but but Luke wonders if any TBTL listeners are sending in fake. Blur's Day shout outs that would get beneath their radar so they would read them out loud and, you know, be stupid. And Andrew's I like, I might start listening again. Andrew's like, why would you put that thought out there? Because I love the tens, but we are a bunch of smarty pants. Yeah. We well, we don't have to pay for clever. these shout outs either. So you could just throw these at the, throw these at the wall and see what sticks, you know, mm-hmm. you could just send in put you know we've all we all have fake like gmail accounts that we use for bullshit just get in there and uh start sending to, i we and do? i say don't we be all subtle. have fake just, we have fake <laughs> gmail accounts mike yeah you know the ones the not. ones where you, when you go to the joanne fabrics and they they want your email you know i think you may be inadvertently revealing something about yourself here <laughs> Hey, we all have an old Yahoo account that has, you know, 69 in it and no fat chicks and whatever, you know, just go through that one and send in. And I say, don't even be subtle. 
you know, mm. dare them to say certain names, mm-hmm. you know, go for it. Get them. All right. Come on. Entertain me. <laughs> <laughs> the The main topic for today's show is that Luke was going to be on some podcast about meditation. I did not write down the name of. Oh, God. Uh, and the producers sent him a bunch of different meditation practices he makes a big deal about how they call them practices uh so that he could like choose one some to experiment with and so he chose the raisin meditation which is to take five minutes a day and eat one raisin and eat it mindfully so i i thought i was being punked i thought we were all being punked when he was talking about this particular thing okay get on a horseback and then stuck on a raisin for 45 minutes. <laughs> Consider the raisin. Think about its origins. Oh, fuck. Feel you want a raisin, texture, just eat a raisin. Look at the shape. What's wrong with you? Here's the part where I tell you that I have done this meditation. <laughs> oh, God. I and took a Tell us no, everything. Not of my own volition. I took a class called Create Your Weight, which was about huh. weight loss not weight loss, I guess. Eating healthy. There was a weight loss component. So it there always was, is. Yeah. Nutrition. Yeah. And there was a whole. Guys, I'm really excited. I ate really well <laughs> last week. I gained 14 pounds. <laughs> there was a class I remember on like food labeling and deceptive labeling practices. So I think it was just supposed to help you. I don't know. Figure shit out. And we yeah. did this. And but they didn't do it with raisins. Thank God we did it with M and M's. I was very upset that I was like one fucking M and M. This is what you're doing to me. And we had to you know hold the M and M in your palm and feel its weight. It's just supposed to teach you feel to, its weight. To, <laughs> it's supposed to teach you to like. What kind not of a just... drug dealer? What kind of a veteran <laughs> drug dealer could hold an M M&M and M in his mm. hand or her hand and go, Yeah, that feels about right. It's about not mindlessly shoveling food. <laughs> Into your hole. <laughs> uh, maybe a pack of M&M's, you'd feel the weight. But, and M&M. I, Come on I mean, now. I didn't get a whole lot from the exercise. Maybe a peanut m M&M, and I could feel I the just weight. really wanted more M&M's because of it. But it's sure. a real thing. Sure. You know? Um, but the important part of this is that he got the free raisins from Starbucks oh, because that's course. the only place they had raisins available i don't who i i don't even know i mean there's this thing it's called the grocery store i hear they sell dried fruits but apparently he (laughs) now they keep moving them around it's all marketing (laughs) can't find the never find the goddamn raisins (laughs) but he was probably doing a luke thing where he was trying to cram too much into too short a time yeah. period yeah. so he just figured yeah. he'd get the raisins when he that's was what meditation is all about just cram just cram in that meditation just cram yep. it in and you'll feel better just once it's crammed go on a frantic you're, hunt you're, for raisins you're crammed full of meditation i'm just all crammed <laughs> with it right now feels great and of course it turned into a whole thing about why he needed just raisins and the barista was like oh big fan of raisins huh and then he felt <laughs> awkward trying to explain this he's like i didn't want to get into it while i was in the drive through and andrew's like the drive through <laughs> i'm with andrew i avoid the drive through at all costs 
it is not for me. I hate it very much. But it just it struck me as really funny that this was the part that Andrew was most upset about. Yeah. Are you kidding me? The drive through? <laughs> yeah, where like ninety percent of the people, you know, get their coffee at the yeah. drive through. Um, and Luke goes into this thing about how he wants people to be excited and impressed that he's a professional podcaster. Like, oh my God, do you make any money off of that? How does that work? How did you get to be a professional podcaster? But he really doesn't want to have to explain it to people. Yeah. At least he seems to understand that these are desires that you cannot fulfill simultaneously. It's got to be one or the other of these. He wants the... Um, accolades and he wants people to be impressed but he doesn't want to have to talk about it there's some weird psychology going on through there then they talk a little bit about meditation stuff and he talks about how much he really just likes looking at the water and that he previously thought he had to have a boat to quote dominate unquote the water (laughs) and now he realizes that. that just looking at the water is enough and that takes andrew to my least favorite of andrew uh ticks on the show which is to all of a sudden think of a commercial from the 80s possibly the early 90s <laughs> that he really wants to see for naya yeah. water and we have to talk about naya and listen to a bad naya commercial i i really do think that was a that was a good insight by luke about the water thing uh and and it it could have saved him a lot of money if he'd realized it before. But the fact that he did realize it eventually, it says something. I don't understand what it means to dominate the water, though. Is that a well, man thing? You know, super possessor. It's his super possessor thing. Oh. Like the experience of water. He 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 realizes now he's fine with just looking at it. But back in the day when he was looking at, it, I was like, I I need more of this feeling. And he thought like, mm. I will. I will make I will super possess this water feeling by having a boat when actually you end up super possessing a dangerous situation where you uh end up hanging off a dock and and almost killing four people <laughs> along with your own your own folly in one of your two boats which you wreck and ruin. Yep. So. Um, let's circle back for a minute and get a couple of raisin throw your phones. <laughs> the second one of the day from Ellen. Did you ever think you'd say that? Did you ever think nope. that would come out of your mouth? Let's circle back. First of all, throw your phones. Who knew that would be a thing? And then circling back for raisin calls about the, I mean, that's something else. Ellen says, oh, for fuck's sake, Luke can't even get a free meditation raisin from a drive-thru without trying to turn it into an opportunity to show off. Okay, I think I'm done for today. Yeah. (laughs) And then my personal favorite on this topic from Anonymous, who asks, can I do the raisin meditation with a starburst? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you can. I'm going to do do it with a bag of starbursts. I have a feeling that I would I would be like that uh, owl in the Tootsie Pop commercial. I would just start meditating and like a one, a two, a three, crack, gone, ate the candy. And I was like, oh shit, I was supposed to be meditating. Sorry. I start I looked up and started watching football and just swallowed the swallowed the Tootsie Pop. That was a good imitation of the owl from the like nineteen eighty <laughs> Tootsie Roll. Seven, you're giving you're giving me too much credit. That was like seventies. A one, a two. A three. I think they had that commercial in rotation for a long time. 
It was. It really was. Classic. Uh, Luke updates us that he thinks maybe his prostate is not enlarging after all because he didn't have to pee on the plane to Atlanta. So there's there's that for us. Thanks. And and then they talk about this Malcolm Gladwell article, uh, which Andrew didn't read, of course, um, (laughs) about how the effects of pot are understudied and uh, there's a possible link to mental health issues. Uh, of course, everybody who is upset about this article are the people that smoke a lot of pot. How dare you say that there may be adverse health yeah. effects from that? Um, I thought Luke did a fairly good job of pointing this out eventually. I did read the article that it wasn't saying that pot is bad. It was saying that nobody's studied it. It's been illegal for so long that they don't really have any scientific evidence about how harmful or not pot may be. It may be perfectly fine. It's just that we don't know because we've never asked the questions. Because cigarettes and booze have been legal for so long that, you know, you can just test it, you know, just Mm -hmm. get a group and get it going. The thing that Andrew was right about on this, even though he didn't read the article, I really think that had it been written by a scientist, like an actual scientist scientist people wouldn't have been like kind oh, yeah. of set back on their heels now listen i like malcolm gladwell's podcast i think it's really good and entertaining mm-hmm. well not every episode but i think a lot of them are really, the golf one especially is really good um oh, yeah. but i do i've listened to a lot of him because he has you know he's been on bill simmons podcast a lot and i've listened to him there is this air of superiority and like Mm -hmm. he knows what he's (laughs) talking about more than he probably does know what he's talking about and he's made some really even though he's uh i think he's half black he's but he's made some really really weird like race claims not necessarily like racist it's just sort of like weird eugenics-y kind of stuff that people were like wait a second let's go back and like rethink how we think about malcolm gladwell now he hasn't like you know, I think Luke was a little bit too flippant about like, well, you know, things are going to go out of style. But it's not recent. Like people have been kind of a little bit looking sideways at Malcolm Gladwell. That being said, oh, yeah. I, think, I think we do need to study marijuana. And I think now that it's getting to be largely legal in a lot of places that they will. But I just think because it it was the messenger more than it was like the message. Well, and, and, and I think we're at the point in this country where a lot of people have been, you know, fighting really hard and struggling really hard to legalize marijuana. Yeah. And, and we're, we're at, you know, a point where it's, it's kind of rolling across the country slowly, but it's rolling across the country. But the people that are trying to get this done, they can't afford any bad yeah, publicity. Yeah, exactly. So so they'll immediately yeah. just shout it down. You know, it's like, oh, uh, no, everything's fine. Pot's fine. Come on. No, exactly. It's like legalize, legalize. There legalize. can't be any like gray area. Well, and I think the problem is, is, you know, they're trying to roll back all of these. And a lot of cities have started to do this, but they're trying to roll back all these kind of arcane marijuana laws. Not as far as legality, but, well, just who gets prosecuted and how much time right. they get Wasting for a bunch of time yeah. with the cops. And, and the you're right. It's like, no, you couldn't, like cool it guys like not right now like let's just like wait <laughs> yeah, for a yeah, second yeah. and you know we'll study it get it legal everywhere and then <laughs> you study it all you want but come on we're trying to do something here i know, you know? yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah the whole point of the whole thing is not that we should not have marijuana it's that we should actually study it study it for sure we're like marijuana for everyone and i pulled up the article because it was very interesting i'll just read a little interesting the few studies we do have were done mostly in the 1980s and 90s when cannabis was not nearly as potent as it is now because of recent developments in plant breeding and growing techniques 
The typical concentration of THC in marijuana has gone from the low single digits to more than 20%, from a swig of near beer to a tequila shot. Ooh, so all those old hippies from the 60s and 70s and even people from our generation are like, yeah, it's fine. Dude, it's not they the just smoked more of it. They just yeah. smoked more of it. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. The, the pot now is, it is really potent. And you, you know, you take one hit or maybe two and you're just like on your ass. You know, and back in the day, we just kept smoking until we were finally on our ass. Well, you know I, what I mean? actually, when I was in, <clears throat> when I went to the TBTL 10, anniversary anniversary i was like oh you know what that's fun i'm in seattle like let me try this i haven't really smoked weed in a while uh and i smoked it basically like i did when i was in high school where i'm like just like smoking a joint uh it was legal uh-huh. it's legal there and um i started to walk to seattle's bet whatever the karaoke place and i got there and i was like nope i gotta go home now <laughs> i have to go and in fact jen jen was walking with me and she was like are you okay hillary and i'm like i'm totally fine and then i got there and i was like goodbye i have to go to bed now yeah. <laughs> but myself i like gave bobby a hug i think i said hi to everybody and then i called an uber and hightailed it back to my hotel so yeah no i mean I, I should have known better, but it, yeah, it knocked me on my ass. Yeah, it's just way more potent. But, yeah. but uh, you know, the, you're, everyone's still just getting high. It's, it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. You're getting high. Yep. Well, anybody that's interested in it, it's in The New Yorker. It's called, Is Marijuana as Safe as We Think? I thought it was a really interesting article, and it was not as mm-hmm. um, against marijuana as yeah. the well, That question heads. needs to be <laughs> asked. Be, yeah. You know. yeah, that's all. It I mean, might be fine. And if it's fine, yeah. let's just know that it's fine. And it let's could be know... fine. It could be fine TM, you know. <laughs> right. Let's well, let's and... know what it helps with, what diseases yeah. it and how much it really does decrease pain. I mean, there's pretty good anecdotal mm-hmm. evidence that that happens, but let's just get some numbers on this. And I think there's some stuff like I was talking about, you know, sometimes when people get really drunk, they become like mean drugs. They just it reacts with them in a certain chemical way that you don't you don't necessarily always know how it's going to react. Like when I'm drunk, I'm like, you know, want to. Well, I want to talk about how smart I am, which is so fun to be around, <laughs> and um, I want <laughs> to like be like very lovey. But some people are angry drunks, and I feel like for the most yeah. part, people when they get high aren't like <laughs> angry stoners. But you know, it can happen. No. So yeah, you're right. Just like do study it out. Study it out. Well, the the, the worst uh, side effect of uh, being high, if you ask um, Emily, is uh, she had she's had boyfriends and uh, other people in her life before that that would get high a lot, and they don't pay a lot of attention to her, and that's ah. that's a mm-hmm. cardinal sin, and that's why <laughs> you know since I've met her, it's 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 you know my my experience with with uh, THC is like well. I I can get high, but I I don't want to get high to the point where I don't pay attention to her because that's going to be trouble, you mm-hmm. know. So mm-hmm. so you just have to you have to manage your experience and the experience of those around you if you <laughs> if you want to uh, if you want it, it. Let's just say it's it's fraught. They they could they should study your relationship with your with your family and friends um, <laughs> and, and and how that ties in with with your your weed consumption because. Because it can hurt. Make your choices wisely as far as that my goes. Brother, my brother was high like his entire 20s and, and he was just gone. You know? It was just yeah, like, yeah. he wasn't even there, you know? 
Well, all right. Let's leave Monday. That's enough. God, we talked about Monday for a long time. This is a bad sign. I know. Yikes. Okay. Tuesday, 2820, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, Monday was like the shortest show by far. (laughs) Um, Okay. Luke um, uh, went to the Y kind of early, and he stumbled across a pickup game. Um, And he was the young one, and he heard them Mm. call him a shooter, and he was really stoked, which... You know, I, I understand that. Like where you kind of think I'm old, like I'm, you know, kind of in my declining time. And then somebody's like, oh, you young, young lady. And you're like, is that, are you talking about me? Or somebody calls you <laughs> athletic for whatever reason. So mm-hmm. I understand it's all in perspective, I guess. Um, it's pretty great how he could hear that over the sound of all those old people's Achilles snapping. <laughs> It sounds like a terrible idea. A bunch of people in their fifties, sixties, and seventies playing basketball. It just—it's not a sport for young people. It, you know, there's occasionally the genetic freak, that guy that that goes yeah. out to the to the park at Green Lake in his jeans and no shirt, and you're just like, this, <laughs> "Who the fuck is this this old dude?" And then he just dominates with his old man game. But like, if there's a group of like ten people that are all old, older than Luke, the chances of a catastrophic injury on oh. Any possession during the game is probably about 15%. There's too many quick turns. I mean, listen, I was in my body combat yeah. the other day, and we had to like turn really quickly and do a knee lift thing. And I was like, I'm going to bust my knee doing this. This is, this is dangerous. <laughs> I know yeah, sometimes exactly. I'm like, ah, my hip, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, Luke's fully going to get injured in the next six months. It's going to happen if he yep. continues with this. Um, Achilles, I predict. <laughs> they talked about basically like infomercials. I guess Luke got sucked into an infomercial. And then Andrew talked about how he, how he bought the Gator Grip. The only thing that I was mad about this is I wanted to hear, I feel like they didn't give it a good enough review. I'm like, I want to hear, does it work? Because I have been tantalized by that. I've wanted to buy it so many times. Um, well, well Hillary, do you have it? you... If you want to know, you can go back and listen to the last time they had this exact same conversation <laughs> about things they bought on TV in the Gator Grip because they actually have had this conversation verbatim oh my gosh. before. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Um, well, I'll go. I'll go search the archives uh, and try to figure it out. But I have wanted to get. Have y'all ever bought anything on TV from like no. an commercial? No. <clears throat> I may have bought some as seen on TV items like at a store. From a store. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, I don't yeah. think I've ever called and and and, and, <laughs> and wait there's more, you know, did did that kind of thing. There's been a couple of, I've never bought anything, but there's been a couple of times where I've fallen asleep on the couch and then you wake up and it's like that you know, there's like Christy Brinkley and what's his face Chuck Norris talking about like a some exercise equipment and I'm like I, that really could make me like my body so much better. Maybe, maybe I need to put down like three payments of, you know, ninety nine ninety nine or something. I think I'm, I might be mm-hmm. into it. <laughs> yeah. You're just very suggestible. Your <laughs> yeah. defenses are down. I'm sorry. That's three, three easy payments. Hillary, <laughs> three oh easy yeah. Payments. How do you know how easy the payments are? What do you know about my finances? You, you know, know my mean? life. There's one with Cindy Crawford and she like gets, really big stars to go not really big but for an infomercial yeah. and it's about like this whatever she has some skincare line with a french dermatologist that she goes to and i like get so wrapped up into it i'm like this is 
this is amazing. Look at her skin. She looks beautiful. She looks like she's in her early 40s and she's in her 50s. But, you know, she's also like a billionaire. So, Well, my my uh, my experience with as seen on TV or infomercials, I mean, I, I think I've said this before, but my my uh, one of my best friends, uh, Carla, was master control. I think she is again at KVOS TV in Bellingham, which you know, it's an independent TV station up there. So obviously they run a lot of infomercials, mm. a lot of terrible movies, a lot of uh, bad local programming. Sorry, Carla, she doesn't listen to this, thank God. But <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's a bell. It's what you expect of a Bellingham it TV station. It is what it is. And, and, and she used to make super cuts of uh, all of the, the before when someone's trying to cut a tomato oh, with, a, with a hammer or whatever, you know. And uh, yeah, she would she'd put together super cuts and, and send send the tapes to me, and I I could sit and watch those just endlessly. Dave and I watched one the other day. It was like somebody on Twitter tweeted this, and it was like, "Why can't white people open stuff up?" <laughs> it was just like <laughs> right. white people opening up cabinets or cans or whatever, and like spilling all over. It's so bad, right? I'll- all of a sudden, it's just it's it's a it's nuclear devastation. You know, <laughs> someone was trying to open a jar, and then all of a sudden, the kitchen's on fire. How, how did the fire start? I want to know that. Oh no! I thought, uh, yeah, I'll have to go look back at the actual archives of their first uh, iteration of this. But I thought it was funny. <laughs> sure. um, and then Andrew talked about how he hates award shows, reality TV, and something else. He said three things that he hates, but I don't, I couldn't catch the third mayonnaise? one. So I'm like, it's going to be something that I love. If it's mayonnaise, that would make sense. Cause it's like three things that I thoroughly enjoy. And I'm like, I love Andrew, mm-hmm. but yeah, sometimes our sensibilities are completely, I think he would probably think that I was pretty silly, but, but he does love storage wars. Uh, even though Luke was like, that's one of the faker ones, but he likes story choice. Da- uh, one time when Dave and I were in uh, Quebec City, we were like kind of tired, and that was the only thing that was on. So we watched hours of storage wars. Yeah. In our, I'll fuck, in our I'll fuck with a storage war once in a while. And you're like, my, what? My grandfather died be? in a storage war. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, my dad was a pussy. He was in the cupcake wars. <laughs> stupid um <laughs> Genevieve was talking watching the Lindsay Lohan show and even I kind of won't bother like I said before I, well, I can't bother with that because she's trying to make something happen that's not going to happen and then somebody on the show said I'm not here to make friends which is like such a trope I mean it is like that's almost embarrassingly unoriginal to say that on a reality show these days like that is circa that is uh, mm. Omarosa speak from like 2004. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't go Shouldn't there be a reality it. show where you're there to make friends and then it's <laughs> controversial when someone says, look, I'm not here to make friends. And everyone goes like, well, then what the hell are you here for? What are you doing this is, this is the friends. This is the friends reality show. <laughs> Making um, friends. Uh, then Luke talks about how he follows the History Lovers Club and he retweeted something about it was so st- I saw it when I originally came up and I was like, shut up. Like, it was such a stupid dad pun joke uh, about mm-hmm. the police and it being cops. And then some guy tried to explain it to him. And Luke was going to, like, I guess, try to do a burn on him or explain it to him. But then he didn't. And then the guy realized, oh, I was wrong. Sorry. I see what you were trying to do there. So I guess... I know, it was such an exhausting story because the original quote unquote fire tweet was not fire at all. It was really stupid. <laughs> and I actually kind of had a problem with the uh, like all of those history kind of pictures. They, they do 
a lot of those accounts, and there's a lot of accounts like that. Like there's any number of them. A lot of them are the pictures are cool, but they give really the the like tweet itself is wrong information or it's bad context or whatever. So I kind of try not to follow him as much. Like Michael Beschloss, who's a um, presidential historian, he will tweet out a lot of really cool pictures, usually kind of according to the day, like what uh, is going on if it's um, if it resonates. But and he's an actual historian that, you know, has published several, several, several uh, not books. So I kind of trust him. But the other ones are a little bit silly. Um Anyway, uh, they um, move on to talk about this Sinead O'Connor story, which I actually did read that uh, tweet thread about it because I'm like a burgeoning. I'm sorry, and I'm not really serious, but I'm sort of a burgeoning Catholic hater at this point right now just because of all of the like uh, sexual misconduct stuff. I just think it's really disgusting how it's been hidden for all these years and how the numbers behind it. It's not just like four or five. It's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Um, I mean, but that's I just your opinion, Hillary. <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, but the Sinead, the Sinead story was really interesting to me because I remember it. I mean, I'm not Catholic, but I remember it being like, oh, she's bad. Like she did something so bad. You can't rip up the, you know, picture of the Pope. And that's so awful. But then just hearing these stories about kind of what went on around it and actually why she was doing it. And. Um, all these bastards, like fucking like Andrew Dice Clay and uh, uh, Frank Sinatra saying they wanted to like kick her and punch her. And the only person that came to her defense at the Bob Dylan concert was uh, Chris Christopherson, which is was really lovely. Um, anyway, I just thought it was an interesting story. And it's sad because she's a pretty talented person. And I think that I think she has some issues, but that probably like didn't help with those issues that, you know, just like the world kind of coming after her and they obviously the world was not ready to hear it but she was like not wrong uh and pope john paul was he was not that good of a person he overlooked a lot of this stuff so sorry sorry catholic people my husband's catholic and i already scream at him about this so (laughs) um anyway uh they kind of diverge into talking about slow burn for like a second which is a great podcast i think i've talked about it on here and how monica uh lewinsky was pilloried throughout the whole thing and it's true it's like if you're a woman and you do this like it is your fault like you're going to be the one that like gets the brunt of it you're the one that gets beat up for your looks for how slutty you are blah 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 meanwhile bill clinton still gets to be president and gets a presidential library and monica has to go into hiding and like never get married or have a relationship really the rest of her life so she got one of those little uh libraries you know like the down by the (laughs) The street free library yeah (laughs) the little house one take a book (laughs) and and it only has belinda blinked just 15 (laughs) copies of belinda blinked in there which really inappropriate for kids oh my gosh uh uh, the one line, this is like a throwaway line, but apparently Genevieve says that Andrew lives only in the past and the future, <laughs> which is so true. It's like it's he's stressed out about something he said, you know, a couple of days ago and then future tripping, uh, which I thought was sort of true. Um, they talk about how Andrew is going to Hawaii and that Luke is going to Joshua Tree. And I just was like, of course, when Andrew goes on vacation, Luke's like, you know, what's a good time for me to go on vacation right. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so weird because I feel like when Luke goes away, Andrew's usually covering the desk. You know, he's doing mm-hmm. has, uh, you know, um, Mike's favorite co-host, Andrew, uh, what's his face? Aaron Mason. 
um, <sighs> come and whatever. He has like many, many guests and Luke's like, peace, I'm going to the Salton Sea. Um, <laughs> anyway, they talk about their strategies. They don't talk about Hawaii. They talk about what Luke's going to do in Joshua Tree. Um, and then... This is a, the top story. Uh, Luke went to the San Juan Islands, uh, Lopez Island. Wait, Mike, didn't wasn't that where you used to go? Am I making? Yeah, that? our family uh, built a cabin, um, and which later became a house on Lopez Island on Mud Bay, which looked directly at Sperry Peninsula, which Paul Allen bought. Uh, he bought Camp Norwester and turned it into his his uh, his lair and uh, his. His yacht would often be in the in the bay, and it was a it was a yacht that you could put yachts on. That's how big this yacht was. Mm. They had to lower other yachts off that yacht Jesus. to go yachting. <laughs> yada 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 yada. Yeah, yada yada yada. That's what it should have been called. Um, well, uh, this is our first throw your phone for this. That on Megan, um, on uh, Ma- listener Megan, sorry, um, said, I'm really trying to maintain my composure listening to Luke and Andrew imagine what could possibly have been lost when Paul Allen bought Sperry Peninsula and displaced Camp Norwester. I guess I'll just say that I grew up in a cabin across from uh, the bay from Sperry, was a Norwester camper for seven years, and worked there for five. I've now been on the board for about seven years. When we lost the property, it was devastating. Most camps that miss a year of operations lose 25% of their campers each year of closure. Norwester was closed for three years while a nonprofit was formed. We raised money and purchased new property with a crazy hope that we could outlast the closure and survive. Uh, we're close to celebrating our 20th summer on John's Island. The mortgages have been retired and we'll celebrate 85 years of camp in 2020. But Paul Allen did more than steal our tether balls. I thought was uh, a really lovely thing. That is uh, rich. I fucking hate rich people. They should not have that much money. That's just Mm kind of cruel. But, and it's weird. I would, I don't know why I didn't, I don't know that much about Paul Allen besides sort of the macro stuff about him, but I don't know. I would think that if you were displacing a bunch of children going to camp, you would maybe want to help them out some way. You have so much money. Maybe like, I don't know, figure something out. I tend to think there are like layers of insulation between him. Like for he probably sure. wasn't mm-hmm. Paul Allen Aware. handling the negotiations. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. And it was for sale, you know? Yeah. It was for sale. Was so, it for sale I mean, or I, were they just I like, never... like this? And, and the kind of like anything's for sale <laughs> kind of. <laughs> right, right. I don't know the details of it. Um I, I just know that, you know, one one day I went up there and it was, you know, it was Paul Allen's place and they were working on it. I never visited that camp, even though it was like physically very close to where our place was. And I think Megan has a place um, almost as close. I was going to say, it sounds like there. y'all were neighbors. Yeah, we were. I never went in and we were even running around the island about, about the same time when we were kids, but and we never ran into each other. But um, just just a beautiful beautiful place i mean it and it, it's a both a perfect place for a camp and a perfect place for a billionaire's lair it, it's a perfect <laughs> place for anything um but uh but i after it became paul allen's place you you know because we'd be out in the bay rowing around and or or you know puttering with the little outboard motor and you'd get anywhere near the shore and then they'd start walking out you know the guys in the black turtlenecks would start walking out, walking down the beach like, oh, I guess I'm not supposed to, 
not supposed to get anywhere near this. And so not that I'd, I should have stood up and, and peed in the water, you know, and, and looked at the house if I wanted to be like Luke. Oh my God. Look at the sculpture and look at the house while I pee, while I relieve myself. Well, okay. So he, Luke wandered around and they realized that it was Paul Allen's house. And he thinks that it was a Richard Sayre sculpture, except nobody's talking about that. It's a Richard Sayre sculpture. It's Luke's ideal, like, life and house as a billionaire. Um, and then I just wrote, gross, Luke peed there. And then there was a throw your phone from Lauren. And she said, uh, Tuesday, one twenty-two Again, it just struck me. Is Luke shaming? This kind of goes towards the future conversation of the guy talking very loudly in the coffee shop. Luke shaming some thoughtless, oblivious guy for talking on his phone in public immediately after matter-of-factly describing how smug he felt peeing on someone's private driveway adjacent to a multi-million dollar piece of art. <laughs> you know, I love Luke, and he has... Sometimes he has a really good amount of self-awareness and sometimes he has a negative amount of self-awareness. Like he does not mm-hmm. hear himself. And sometimes he really can come up with some, wow, like I can't believe he knows himself that well. But this is one of those times that he does not know himself very well. Yeah, it, it's one thing to it's one thing to have taken that piss. It's quite another to talk all about it <laughs> in front of an audience. <laughs> um, so then he does go to this coffee shop. The guy's super loud on the phone. Um I thought it was interesting. This was the one time that Andrew was talking and he said, can I finish my thought to Luke? Because Luke interrupts mm-hmm. him yeah. so much. And it, I could tell Luke was maybe a little bit um, pissy about it, but he did let him finish his thought. Um, uh, and, and Andrew was talking about how he was annoyed with a lady at the car wash talking loudly on uh, her phone. Uh, I think that this is a baby boomer thing. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that there are people my age that talk on the phone loudly. I don't even ever like to talk on the phone, so I'm always shocked when people are talking on the phone. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't I, like people knowing my business. I know. You know I, what I mean? If I'm going to have a conversation, I'm like, let me finish this before I go inside because there's just no reason to yeah. be. It's And it's annoying to hear one side of a conversation because, you know, I'm like a maximum eavesdropper. Like, I want to hear every part of the conversation. So when I'm just having mm-hmm. to piece it together, it really annoys me. I also I think it's noise pollution. Like, I just think that it I, – I don't like excess of noise in an area that's supposed to be quiet. Like, in my office, it's fine. I mean, that's what people are supposed to be talking on the phone. But when – I don't know. People are – just wandering around talking on the phone. It's just like, this is only pleasing to you. It's not pleasing to anybody else. And it's just, Mm -hmm. it's like motorcycles. I hate loud motorcycles. It's only pleasing to the person that's actually riding a motorcycle, literally to nobody else. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, um, like if I, if I know I have to make a pretty involved phone call, I will usually like text the person and find out when they're available. And then when I have to drive, somewhere yes, like yes. to do an errand or yeah. go somewhere i that's my time to talk on the phone i'll exactly. I'll, I'll you know say okay well i'm gonna go to the cvs because gary can talk right now yeah you know yeah and because <laughs> i don't i because all hardwood floors here uh, emily doesn't want to hear my conversation with gary um you know people at the cvs don't want to hear my conversation with gary <laughs> how about we have it in the car you know yeah i i yeah i do, I do not like I don't like talking on the phone, period. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, um, okay, so Luke can't find his Apple Watch. And the only wait, reason why... Wait, wait, go wait. back. Oh, wait. Sorry. You have to get the throw your phone from Catherine. Because oh, Catherine I'm sorry. Because Catherine has and been 
on yes. fire lately. I'm sorry, Catherine. And I had it even marked and I, I didn't address it. Okay. She said, regarding Luke in the Island Coffee Shop on Tuesday and the loud talker, maybe he should be ready for things in his life to not go 100% perfect. Like he advised that woman in the dog park. <laughs> it's so, so good. really good. <laughs> I know, as much yeah. as I'm like, I hate people who are talking so loudly. I mean, his amount of annoyance, it's like, my dude, your dog literally jumps on anybody that walks by, <laughs> whether they like it or and not. And if you can't handle the hustle bustle of Lopez Island, <laughs> um, the ho- home of the car wave, uh, then uh, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> the car wave. <laughs> oh, She's interrupting you. his coat hook moment. Oh, my God. Sure. Um. And this is sort of the little back end of the show. Luke can't find his Apple Watch. I was pre—I was annoyed at first because I was—he was like, "I might go buy a new one," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" This guy who just was going on a rant last week about people, you know, possessing things and buying too much shit—it's like he's a number one. I mean, this just shows again. But then he kind of realized, like, maybe I should just sit with this and see if I can find it, and then. We'll just see, you know, if if I need to buy another one, but still. And then I just, Andrew made a rubber joke and it grossed me out. Like it was about, yes. his, it was about yes. his phone and taking off the, the uh, protective uh, portion of it. But I was like, oh, Andrew, gross. Um, but people get really upset when Andrew starts <laughs> being sexual. Whenever there's anything <laughs> sexual about Andrew, people just, it really, oh. Uh, it is well but then he talked about how he like was I guess he shattered his phone and he was annoyed with himself but now he's sort of living with it and he doesn't want to get a new one whatever blah 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 um the emails I I didn't I had to listen to this a couple times because for some reason I didn't really get it Tracy in Chicago um was at a restaurant or a coffee shop and uh an old man dropped a $20 bill she gave it to the waitress to give to him and then the waitress gave it to him and then he gave it to the waitress and she was sort of annoyed like the waitress should split it. I just kept thinking, why didn't she just give it straight to the dude? I don't know why she gave it to the waitress. Um, I I don't know. I think she just pointed it out to the waitress. Like, oh, by the way, he dropped that and the waitress went and got it and gave it to him, I guess. Oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I th- this is dumb being yes. upset about not being given money that wasn't yours. Yes. Yeah, it's not your, yeah. money. It's and, not your money. And honestly, probably I believe like, I didn't get that. Not my money. God. <laughs> the waitress, not the waitress, needs it more. But like, I don't know. Being a waiter is really hard. So that's good. Like that's nice. So yeah. I don't think she has any responsibility really to split it with you. And she did do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was annoyed because Luke kept playing a burp sound like and it was not yep. just like it was gross and it Andrew wouldn't even really address it. And I was like, why stop playing that? Because um, it's listen- a really wet burp. It is. Oh, it was grossing me out. and It was long. Like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Um, then listener Harrison was talking about how he worked at a Waffle House in Appalachia and um, the guy was pocketing tickets there. So I guess it looked like there was no business and he was just pocketing all the um, tips and all the money. Um, and Luke had a friend or they have a friend, I think, at that Taco Bell that would give them free food, but maybe embezzles, embezzled and is now a business person. So, of course, you know, yeah. Hey, that's how you get <laughs> how to succeed in business without really trying. <laughs> And did you ever hook anyone up at Taco John's? Do you ever, you ever uh, no. hand out any freebies? Mm-mm. I didn't. We figure. did have a person way long time ago at the store, the gift store. 
who mm-hmm. got caught um, essentially pocketing tickets. He would um, ring the sales, the cash sales, and then he would go back and void the sales later and pocket yeah. the cash. That's that's the that's the classic. I'm not going to last forever, but I'm going to get it, get get it, get what I can while I can because yep. uh, that that's that's when you will get caught pretty quickly. But mm-hmm. but it, it's very lucrative for a short period of time. I know this. But all the transactions people. get recorded on it because you know the receipts print yeah. out, and then there's a duplicate printer in there that also yep. prints a record of every register transaction i guess so all the voids were recorded so when the accountant went through and was like steve had 55 voids last week yeah exactly (laughs) and had three uh steve had 78 of them um i think this guy might be stealing all right are we are we done with uh tuesday yes we're done with tuesday all right, we're going to power through Wednesday because it was it was actually a short show. I lucked was, out this week. Yeah. Only fools flush in Wednesday, twenty eight, twenty one. Um, a bunch of MacGyver and A team talk up front. All um, I want to say is uh, Richard Dean Anderson MacGyver went to my high school. He's from I was going to ask because he they said he was what? from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, he technically went to Alexander Ramsey High School, and after he was gone, they combined two high schools into one to make Roseville Area High School, which is where I went. But yes, I had some of the same teachers that he had. Is there anything like in the trophy case, like a paper clip? And you know, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't check the trophy case. It's got to be something, <laughs> you know, notable alumni. So I guess he turned 60, so uh, they talk about MacGyver, um, they talk about the A-Team and the Los Angeles Underground, I thought that was the funniest, one of the funniest things yep. of the week, is like, yep. when you're a kid, you just hear Los Angeles Underground, you're like, yeah, sure, Los Angeles Underground, yep. Of course, of course those those cats in Los Angeles have a cool underground. The <laughs> Seattle Underground's nothing, and if anyone ever goes on that tour, uh, you'll, you'll find out. You will find out. Let's see. Uh, Andrew's mom was very anti-violent, so he didn't get uh, violent toys or or uh, uh, guns, or you know, he didn't get to play with all the fun stuff. He got caught playing with with someone's cap gun once and got punished. I'm like, God, come on now! Didn't even have any caps in it. <laughs> um, Luke's folks were more anti-fresh, like sexy. Yes, they didn't. They didn't like that. Um, oh, I, I'm sorry. Back to the A team. In that intro to the eighteen, I never watched the eighteen when I was a kid. I remember, like, when I was in college, it was kind of a big deal that in the dorms people would get together and watch the eighteen. Like some of the some of the guys in my frat would go over because be like a big thing watching the eighteen. Like, oh, what, what a bunch of dorks! But that opening, they were they were a commando team, crime they didn't commit, convicted. They are in the Los Angeles underground. The FBI is still looking for them. Well. How come the FBI can't find them if, like, every week someone else finds them? <laughs> you know? I mean, not that the FBI is great at finding things in my experience because they never found me. But if someone if someone else was finding me every week to do some little whatever they needed me to do, I would assume that the FBI, with access to all the same information that a, a citizen or a damsel in distress or, or whatever this week's plot is, um, that the FBI could access the same information and, and find me in my little mm. apartment in San Diego. I mean, that is a hole in the otherwise tightly constructed premise there. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. 
Luke uh, hung out in his old neighborhood alley. That was a that was interesting. Um, where he used to play war with his friend Peter, and he used to play basketball. Uh, let's see. They talk about the mamas and the papas, and I I'm uncomfortable with John Phillips. Oh, yep. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't think they know the story yeah. of John Phillips. Actually, I think that they maybe have talked about it before, but you know they don't have any memory for anything. So uh, yeah, <laughs> right, right. I. I yeah, it's it's real gross. Really gross. Yeah. Uh, we find out that Luke taped the guy in the Lopez coffee shop. These fucking uh, children. What is wrong with them? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's getting, like, murdered. What are you do- It's not like somebody's talking, like, spouting the N-word or something like that. Like, the people are being, like, you know, somewhat rude. Okay, fine. Like, it's they're being annoying and they're, you know, not being kind to everybody around them but they are i don't understand filming somebody that's embarrassing it's embarrassing yeah. on them it's not embarrassing on the person and they're in the wrong now Ugh. yep yeah now you now you have two wrongs uh if it's annoying you so much go tell them hey can you tone it down a little bit don't be a fucking oh, yeah. coward you'd be a hero yeah you'd be an absolute hero to everyone in the coffee shop oh you know um we find out that Andrew uh, shamed some guy who parked his Nissan over three spaces in the Whole Foods parking well, lot. Let's put shame in quotation marks there. <laughs> he he calls it. Uh, he says the dude has a polite car. It's and, the worst, uh, most passive aggressive non-burn was, in the history. That was painful. Oh my God, he's so proud of himself for saying anything. And I was like, dude, no, that was a weak statement you made. It was so dumb. Yeah. And he was like, he had a Nissan. Like, we were supposed to be like, whoa, he must be rich. I mean, Nissans are fine cars, but it's like, yeah. I had a Toyota. Like, it's the same level of car. Uh, right, right. You're leaving in a Volkswagen and I'm leaving in a Nissan. So. <laughs> That says what? I don't know. It depends on. Uh, do you have a high end Nissan or do you have a, you know, <laughs> Is the I maxima? Yeah, <laughs> or the minima. Um, Luke does a little bit of investigation in this. He thinks that the guy might have been dumping um, into the construction bins, but the I knew that that would immediately that was not right because the the car was there when Andrew went in and when he came out. And my experience yep. with illegal dumping, not that I've ever done mm-hmm. it. Is that it's something that happens very quickly, mm-hmm. very quickly. Yeah. Because you don't like to get caught illegal dumping because illegal is right in the name of it. So uh, that was a bad theory. The, the 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 theory that he was on the construction crew, probably, probably, seems like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So not that that excuses the, the shitty parking, but come on now. It's not even your business, man. It's not even your business. You don't even Why have a do you car. Even care? Yeah, I wouldn't even notice it if I didn't have a car. If I did have a car and I was looking for a space and there were no spaces, I would be like, "Oh, this motherfucker." <laughs> but I don't have a car. There are other spaces, and I have my own business to attend to, which is going in the grocery store. I was laughing because I was thinking about you know Luke was like, "Oh, that guy like that sounds kind of rude." I can't believe you did that. Do you remember when Luke like parked in front of the? His old office in, um, whatchamacallit, the uh, Port Townsend, and then somebody kind of got annoyed with him, and he was so oh, pissed about it. When he parked backwards in the yeah. spot. He was pointed the wrong way. Yeah. yeah. And he was so pissed about it, and I'm like, oh, man, oh, that 
some self-awareness about this. This, And it didn't seem like in this Whole Foods parking lot that people were otherwise vying for others. Like, it seems so far away no. that it wasn't really affecting anybody. No, I'm not vying for I mean, I don't think that that's great to park shittily, but it didn't seem like it was affecting anybody. And Andrew just wanted to, like, no. start some passive-aggressive war with this guy. And I would be pissed, too, if somebody was taking my picture. I'd be like, what are you, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Just... Oh. The, all of this business that they're doing is going to end up with one of them getting punched in the head. Uh, yeah. Like exactly. I've been punched in the head once in my life and I had it coming. And these guys, I hope they realize when someone finally does punch them in the head that they had it coming and don't get indignant about it. It's it's going to end badly Yep. for I one agree. of these. I think probably Andrew because mm-hmm. he, he gets his he gets his back up real yep. fast. And, yep. and furious. So, <laughs> speaking of Fast and Furious, uh, there's a Nissan in the Fast and Furious. It's just awesome. <laughs> you pull that Nas lever and you just it just goes 700 miles an hour. Top story: bathroom regularity comes from smart, educated colons. Um, the, apparently, what you're supposed to do if you want to train train your dragon is uh, go sit on the toilet when you want to poop, and eventually you will poop. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, they talk about the Cairo bathroom models oh, that are going on. A lot of Cairo bathroom talk here. I, I will say that that bathroom that Luke <laughs> described is exactly as he described. It is the most awkward bathroom you will ever be in as a man. Um, and I say that as a man because, the, you know, there's a urinal situation in there and there's also the toilet situation. And you're basically just sitting there, standing there, staring at each other's junk. So you cannot use that bathroom if someone else is using it. And and the problem there is if you have to go in and you have to use the stall, um, I don't think you can lock that bathroom. So you can get in there and get on the stall and like, oh, good, I'm alone in the bathroom. And then someone comes in and, and then all of a sudden their wang is right in your face and they're staring at you at, at, at you pooping away. Oh, and it's just awful. Awful. Oh, my God. You, I really should have taken some pictures of it with some, you know, I would have got punched in the face because there were other people in the bathroom. <laughs> anyway. Uh, waterless urinals. I don't get it either. I haven't. I've. I've. I've been seeing these things for years now, and I'm like, we we have a little bit of water. Well, let's. Well, you know, do can, we? We know? can use a little bit of water. Can we? We have a lot of water in Austin right now. I, I say, I say, let's treat ourselves to some to to <laughs> some water in the toilets. Let's just treat ourselves. <laughs> treat yourself. I'll pay an extra two dollars a year in in property tax. Um, if if in the public bathrooms we can uh, we can flush we can just get use the water and just get rid of the pee. Anyway, that's enough <laughs> urinal talk. There are no other guys here, so yeah, I don't really understand the mechanics of it that well, so I'm just not commenting on it. Yeah, yeah, you have to look at it and and just you be like because you have like thirty to forty five seconds to look at it and you're and, and think about it and go like this I don't get this. I'm not seeing this or whatever. So there were no throw your phones on Wednesday. So I think I finished a day in record time. Cha-chung. You did Cha-chung. it. Uh, all right. Thursday, 28, 22. Don't fear the leather. Um, whatever. It's talk, they talk in the beginning about how Andrew got a new credit card. And I just wrote, Jen, please come back. Oh, God. Cause I, that they, was terrible. 
<laughs> so is, it's kind of slate gray, and it has the numbers. The numbers on the rate. they're on the back, and they're not raised. And they're flat. And then Luke talked about his credit card limit, which I was like, "How in God?" I mean, I know Carrie must be very attracted to Luke and loves him a lot. I would be immediately unattracted to somebody who had a one thousand dollar credit card limit, not because they're like not rich, because it does. I have a, a lot of credit card. I have. A large credit card limit. I am not rich. It's more the fact that they are so irresponsible at some point in their life that mm-hmm. they <laughs> their credit card limit is so low. That's embarrassing. Oh, let let me tell you something. Like um, a few years ago, when we started to have all this this health stuff, and and I was uh, unemployed, I I still had like sixty eight thousand dollars in available credit. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> This guy, this guy, I don't. He's probably pulling down one fifty to two hundred k a year, and he has a one thousand dollar credit. <laughs> That's limit. So embarrassing! What the fuck? What the fuck? How does that I even happen? Spit he, out my he, water. Needs to, he needs to go sit in a bank with a banker and go, "What the fuck do I need to do to to be an adult?" You know, <laughs> pay his parking tickets. Maybe I'm sure he's got like a hundred oh, outstanding parking tickets. He doesn't need raisin meditation. He needs to sit down with a financial advisor. <laughs> you know when they bought Tignataro the car, that it had mm-hmm. to all be on carry. There's no way that he would have been able to, unless they oh, paid yeah, all yeah. cash. There's no way he could get a loan right. for that. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah, but they got $3,000 trade-in value <laughs> instead of 2500 Cha-ching! Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of cars, Luke used Enterprise instead of his, whatever, Avis, I guess is what he used. He got a Mercedes um, they had some chats about uh, Enterprise, how they're really big on college recruiting. The only reason why I had any remark on that, my cousin worked for Enterprise right out of college, and mm-hmm. she said it sucked. Like, they, it does <laughs> do well because, you know, you have these educated kids up at the counter, but they make yeah. them wear suits every day, fine, but they make them wash yep. cars in their suits, like, in, you know, 100-degree weather. She just was like, it's a really shitty job, and people are really rude, uh, and they don't pay you very well, so... I mean, I always think that people need to work customer service, so probably this is the, you know, this is the best version because people are always pissy when it comes to renting cars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was talking about how now you can give food to the TSA uh, because they weren't getting paid and they were working, so you, it's basically like, you know, a canned food drive, um, which is great. I mean, I'm glad our fucking government's open for the next, whatever, 24 hours, so maybe these people can get paid. But my friend um, is a, she's an attorney, a U.S. attorney, and she was doing that with diapers. She was doing a diaper drive for some people that, not the attorneys, but, you know, people who are like cool, solidly middle class and can't afford anything. Because if you go, went two months without getting paid or a month and a half, like I would be screwed. I don't know what I would do. Like, I, I don't know what we would do. We have savings, but we don't have that much. And we have a lot of expenses. It's just evil. And, you know, Wilbur Ross, who probably never wants to pay a tax in his life, and that is his whole mission to like never pay a tax, told people that they could take a loan and get some interest, and it's not a big deal. You know what? Fuck you. I That's the thing that drove me to the edge. I was like, are you kidding me? All you do is fight against taxes, and you want people to take an interest loan. Mm-hmm. Assholes. They're, that's just... Mar- hey, I wonder if... I wonder if some asshole showed up to the um, to the airport with like cases of of bottled water. And like, no, no, we we got that. We're we're good. We have got plenty. It. Do not worry about it. Yeah, we got it. No beverages, just food, please. Um, 
Uh, then they went over the donors, and normally I don't comment, but our friend Barb Aerosmith was a donor, which oh, is very she got sad. a good shout out. She did, yeah. she did. Which I always wonder, like when my time comes, because I actually did donate this year. I'm like, is Luke gonna remember who I am? I don't think he will, but maybe he will. Ugh. Oh come on, he Hillary. will. <laughs> who could ever forget you? <laughs> yeah, I'm such a, I'm a star. No, he, I will say with him, he didn't know who I was at the anniversary, which I don't even think I'd ever met him before, and he knew who I was. So. The legend. Well, and we all went out after Wait Wait, right? No, this I was mean, before. He... This was be- this was in January of last year. So this was before I had actually like had yeah. a one-on-one time with him. So, oh, I know. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying now oh, is yeah, he'll yeah. never forget yeah. you now. No, no. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, here's the parking update. Andrew doesn't know why he took the pick. Yeah, we don't know either. Uh, he went back to Whole Foods. It was a debris bin. The guy worked for the construction company. And I said, <laughs> oh, my God, these guys. Um, it was just like, this is embarrassing for you. Um, then they talked about court drawing and why it was still a thing. I'm sure that there's an article or something somewhere about um, court drawings. I know that, that you Tom know, Brady is the classic. <laughs> is the best. Dude. It's really good. <laughs> I know that they won't, as for the Supreme Court, They it's been a debate, but they won't allow cameras in there because it just is... Uh-huh. You know, people want it because they have C-SPAN. You know, you can watch uh, the Senate and House of uh, Representatives debate stuff, but you can't do it with uh, the Supreme Court. And a lot of people think you should, but they, you know, they function as if it was 1895. Like, that is how Mm -hmm. they want it to be. It is this ye old uh, branch of our government. Um, I have a friend that actually did uh, argue like helped argue a case in front of the Supreme court and he has a drawing and I think he had it like printed and framed, which I totally would do too. I'd be like, hello. Uh Yes, there it is. But, uh, I don't know. I think that probably, I'm sure that there is some podcast somewhere that did a deep dive of why we still do core drawings. Um, they did a brief uh, diversion into Kevin Hart's uh, apology or non-apology, and I think Luke is right. His apology was dumb because he never did apologize, and had he just said, I'm really sorry I fucked up, then they he would be hosting the Oscars now. And they had Oscar talk, because um, neither of them like it. I wish I could go on and like have a breakdown with them of like why a certain host is good or why a certain host is bad. James Franco sucks. He wasn't just weird. He was shitty and dudish and made Anne Hathaway carry the whole thing so he sucks isn't isn't I mean I I don't want to get too far into it but like what's wrong with Jimmy Kimmel I don't I don't think what? he wants to do it I don't I think he said oh no. he just doesn't want yeah, to do yeah, it yeah. I don't okay. think he wanted to do it I I kept wondering the same thing because he did a good job I mean I'm not the yeah. hugest Kimmel fan but I thought he did a good job of balancing out and then you know the funny and whatever and then piecing out um, cause that's kind of what yeah. you have to do. I think that they're, they kept saying, what's the downside? And I think the problem is, is for these people is what's the upside? Like there's not really yeah. an upside to it. I, um, I guess it doesn't pay really either. Much, it doesn't know? pay very much. It's, it's a lot of work that you have to go through. Yeah. It, you Months know, of preparation. It's so hard because it plays so differently to the audience that's sitting there in the Kodak theater or whatever mm-hmm. it's called now to the people that at home, like it just plays differently. So it's, it's a really and it's it's so hard like 
you know, I watch the Tonys. The Tonys are easier because the people that are watching it are, it's such a niche audience that's both there and watching yeah. it for the most part that they really can play up the like show tune part of it. Whereas yeah. the Oscars. They've probably seen all of the things. Yes. I mean, yeah. the, or the audience the at home and the audience in the theater have probably seen most, if not all of the things. Yes. Whereas the Oscars, hardly anybody's seen any of the things. Well, and it's just a wider, you know, it's a wider <laughs> audience. It's why the Super Bowl is sort of annoying to somebody who actually watches football a lot because they have to like make it palatable yep. for everybody. Oscars mm-hmm. tried to do that and it, I find that it's mostly unsuccessful when it does the thing where it's trying to appease everybody, but I don't know. I mean, it'll this year will be interesting. They're not I don't think they're having a host, so We'll see. Maybe they'll have a puppy Oscars I can watch on another (laughs) channel. (laughs) That would be cute. Um, I could go on and on about the Oscars. When I was in, you know, eighth grade, I memorized all the best picture winners. So, like, I, like, this is a part of my brain that is reserved and and not useful. You and Cullen could just (laughs) go toe to toe with that bullshit. (laughs) He's probably better at it than I am because I've been out of that scene for a little bit. But hey, you could name a year, any year, and he can. Name them all. All right. I I need to I need to hook it up with him. Um, Okay. So Luke just casually mentioned that he's doing intermittent fasting. And I was like, of course he is. Like, I love that Mm -hmm. he's on, you know, he's talked about it before, but I love that he's on this like self actualization journey yet still wants to lose weight. Uh, One raisin after sundown. (laughs) That's all you're allowed to have. Well, and I was la- I just saw this tweet from the Twitter, you know, Jack, the whatever his last name is, the guy that started Twitter or is the founder CEO. Mm-hmm. And he wrote this tweet and I was like, oh, my God, Luke probably would like really understand this. Been playing with fasting for some time. I do a 22 hour fast daily, parenthetically dinner only, and recently did a three day water fast. Biggest thing I notice is how much time slows down. The day feels so much longer when not broken up by breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Anyone else have this experience? (laughs) Like, yeah, no shit. (laughs) When you're just sitting around hungry, it makes the day go by. (laughs) so stupid. Anyway, you know, I stayed up all night. It made the night last so much longer when I wasn't sleeping. Um, anyway, so um, the top story is about this this um, laundry guy for rock stars in Germany. I don't know. I mean, what it, the, the actual story was not that interesting to me. I mean, I guess it just he's carved this niche uh, career out. Which, yeah. OK, sure. sure. OK. Um, but the. I, <laughs> The sort of ancillary um, conversations that came from it. One, I think that Andrew sounds like a shitty boyfriend. Sorry, guys. He does. That's just... It annoys me that he doesn't even try to fold her clothes. Like, I, I, it's one of those things that it's like, I'm just so bad at it. I'm not even going to try. And that is like the story of my work life when men are trying to replace toner and they're like, I don't know how to do this. And I said, there's instructions right there. Just read the instructions. That's all you have to do. Um, Anyway, I was annoyed by that. But I don't know how to do it, Hillary. <laughs> I just don't know how. How do I do it? It's so small. I'm like, okay, first of all, my underwear is not that small. So you can figure out how to fold it. <laughs> I promise you, I have a big ass. It's not that small. Um, and like, even if you don't fold it perfectly, I d- I'm not going to yell at you. Just like try. Just try to do it. Mm-hmm. She folded his laundry for years and years. Uh, I do think that Andrew is a good boyfriend. I just think that sometimes he just is like, I don't know. And then just thinks that he does other things so much that like he doesn't have to do this. And I actually like that what Luke said where it was like, I don't 
and I'm sure that Carrie does more of way more of the laundry as he mentioned, but I like that he just at least gave it a try. You know, he's like, it's a love language mm-hmm. of showing that I'm like making an effort in this part of. Our he's right though. There, there are always like one or two items that, as a dude, you're you're, you're like, okay, I'm folding this, and then when you fold this, this other thing expands over here, and you're like, what? <laughs> Yeah, but here's the thing. We don't know how to do it either. Yeah. Nobody gives us the secret instruction manual on how to fold this stuff. Exactly. I I always think that that maybe in the hands of someone more experienced with this this garment, it it could be done. But um, apparently, from what you're saying, Anne, it's possible there there are some unfoldables. (laughs) There there are. Okay. Um, they talked a lot about ironing and we have a couple of throw your phones uh, for this uh, conversation first is um, wait I know there was an ironing one about how there I can't remember what it, exactly it was but there was like Luke kept talking about how you can't get an iron hot like you wouldn't burn your clothes and it's like uh-huh. oh contraire you actually can <laughs> burn your clothes I've done it yes uh, it's very possible. I don't know why he thinks that he is like the arbiter. I know he vac- he definitely irons more than I do because I have. Oh, a he's policy. right about laying on the steam though. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. The, the steam will is your f- best best friend for Just sure. Y- use it liberally. I actually really want to get a steamer. I think I asked for it for Christmas, but then I, Dave was like, I can't give you a steamer for Christmas. Like, I just can't do that. It's like, it's like giving oh. like a vacuum cleaner or something. But I'm like, I'm not going to oh. steam your clothes. I'm going to steam. My- no, I'm just kidding. I would steam this. But um, I, I think we need to keep saying clothes steamer because giving someone a steamer for Christmas. Oh, Jesus I mean, Christ. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I actually used one of those clothes steamers quite a bit um, when I, when my family had a uh, sporting goods store, I used it on the clothes, and um, I've I much prefer ironing things. Although, oh, really? You know, you never see some see someone in a retail store just out with an ironing board out. <laughs> you know? So I think I think for retail it demands a steamer just for aesthetics. Uh, but but uh, but I've, I've always found ironing to be more effective, and I actually don't mind it. I kind of like it. Well, it's a little bit. It's meditative. part of my hotel routine too. Yeah. Put on MSNBC, start getting mad, and just iron away. <laughs> I don't buy anything that needs to be ironed. Most of my stuff is like, nope, rayon mm-hmm. or, you know, jersey or something. I don't, I just don't, I don't have time for that. Um, another fro- throw your phone that I re- like this made me laugh is Kristen said, good to try to be down with the, for, with the theater people, Luke, but what part is David Hasselhoff playing in this hypothetical run of Dear Evan Hansen? <laughs> and it's so true. I think Luke thought he was going to get points for like throwing down um, a not like, it's not like some secret show that only a few people know about. Like Dear Evan Hansen won uh, the Tony for Best Musical. And it's about like children, or not children, but it's about uh, like teenagers. So I don't uh-huh. know, unless he's the dad or something, I don't know what role <laughs> David Hasselhoff is going to play. Uh, but yeah, I thought Luke thought he was kind of being badass by doing that. Um, they go on and on about laundry and how great it is to have laundry in your house. And this is a topic, again, that I'm like, I really wish Jen was there because, I, you know, I don't mind talking about minutia a little bit, but it reminds me, speaking of weed, it reminds me of when me and my old roommate would get high and we talk about like when we were going to use our credit card as opposed to debit card. And her boyfriend was like, this is a boring, nobody wants to hear this. Like there's only you two want to hear this, like mm. different strategies for stuff. And it's like, I don't 
past a couple minutes, it just is, nobody cares that much. It's so, mm-hmm. so like little and I don't know. Again, I, we need some producing around here. <laughs> Somebody I got personal satisfaction out of this because way back when they did the laundromat show, Oh, yeah. Andrew was doing a whole thing about how he just enjoyed the process of taking the laundry to a laundromat and the ritual involved. And I was like, my dude, that's because you do not have a washer and dryer at yep. home. Mm-hmm. That shit is oh. not good. And no, so he was odd. talking about it's so amazing to have a washer and dryer. And I was like, welcome to the light side of life. Yes, it's really, really I cannot. One time our washer broke and Dave took all the... And let me tell you, when you have more than one kid, especially laundry does not like double it like I, it, it times a million. Like, I don't know why we never can get ahead of the laundry cycle. Like it's always and speaking of little things trying to fold, trying to fold like a little boy's pair, like pair of underwear. Like I'm folding, yeah. you know, Star Wars <laughs> underwear for a thousand years. And I'm like, how do I fold this correctly? Well, what's what's great is uh, is like. Back in the day, I had a, a stepdaughter. I think um, she was. I was in her life from like two to six years old, and we used to do laundry together. And a pile of my laundry, I you know, I was probably two hundred and forty pounds at the time. And a pile of my laundry takes five minutes to fold. A same pile of her laundry, you know, oh, twenty five thirty minutes. <laughs> it does. You know, it's so much. There's so much secret because she gets so dirty all the yeah. time and mm-hmm. has to put on new clothes and so so she has like three times the amount of outfits and then <laughs> and then all these these t- trying to match the little socks my hands oh. aren't even meant for that uh bridget now just wears different colored socks i don't have time for this i don't i can't and she's i kind of tried to like spin it where i'm like cool like it's like kind of uh-huh. you know oh, you're quirky. rainbow socks oh <laughs> right. yeah it's it's laundry it sucks um, I, Andrew was talking about archiving and how he has to do this archive project. And he said, I don't even know why we archive. Ugh. Like he was sort of annoyed by it. And I'm like, my uh-huh. dude, first of all, you have a whole other, there, you don't even know. There's a whole other side archiving project that we're doing for you. And secondly, like, of course they archive. What, it's not just going to go out to the ether and just live on, you know, their servers all the time that like, they need to archive it and have it in a place where they can reach out to it, but not like... I don't know. It was just sort of a silly thing that I was surprised mm-hmm. that he was so flummoxed by. Um, and then they talk for a long time about the pics of the workers on like doing construction on 30 rock and how it was staged or not staged, but it turns out they were real workers, but it was staged. I can't really look at that picture. It gives me like, it makes me panicky. <laughs> right. Um, and then they talked about as it happens versus as it flappens, this, show from the cbc and the puns in it and how luke went from like hating it to like actually kind of enjoying it and i used to feel this way about this uh, not this american life um prairie home companion where it was for some reason in los angeles they played it like four times a weekend to the point (laughs) where i would be like i hate it i hate it okay oh yeah it's like it used to be on like wall to wall weekend and (laughs) and i would get in the car and you know and sports radio is terrible on the weekends and no news is happening so you're like fucking prairie home companion if i hear one more goddamn banjo i'm gonna fucking drive in over a fucking cliff i just can't take it but then you're like oh i like what are the western guys like the cowboy or whatever they're so dusty and lefty i was like you know it's kind of funny (laughs) by the end of the weekend 
it tricked me. That's how they get you. It just is like, ugh. yeah. Anyway, that's Thursday. All right, Friday's going to be quick. Number twenty-eight, twenty-three. Dynamite the T one line. Andrew reveals that he has Snapchat just so that he can talk to Steve <laughs> Nelson. Snapchat. So, <laughs> so weird that both of them Snapchat? have Snapchat. Yep. Um, yeah. And apparently Steve checked in to let Andrew know that he had listened to yesterday's show, which of course... I thought they were playing Fortnite together. <laughs> you know? Maybe that's why they were on Snapchat. Andrew was like, uh, that wasn't one of the good shows. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, sure. um, and he wishes that he could quote unquote curate. I'm starting to hate that word oh, so yeah. much. Yeah. But that he could curate TBTLs just for Steve so that he would only hear the good ones that they make. If you don't um, want to archive, if that's too much for you, <laughs> you're going to start curating for individual listeners? Mm-hmm, sure. Uh, then Luke talks about this voicemail that he got from Nora, which turns out to be like four days old. He hasn't bothered to listen to a voicemail from his friend whatever um <laughs> and he decides to play it unpreviewed he can see whatever text that he got of a preview of the words in it i guess and one of them is amazing so he feels pretty good about playing it andrew is very nervous that for some reason nor is going to be critical and say what a loser he is i'm so sure <laughs> has he met her before <laughs> yeah um, what and it, a cunt. <laughs> and it's just Nora calling in to say that she's caught up on the show and basically great job, guys. And, quote, I'm amazing at leaving voicemails, unquote. <laughs> that was awesome. And I think she said happy birthday, Hillary, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Andrew and Genevieve are having some friends who have kids over he is unsure of what the actual ages of the children are i don't know maybe they're four maybe they're 12 whatever uh and the kids are going to be helping to make pizza and he's starting to feel bad about this because he's wondering will they wash their hands enough or will he just have child germs all over his pizza i mean that's something you can control andrew yeah. also i have to oh, well, some... here's a... oh go ahead no you know, you you go well, I was just going to say, as somebody who has uh, kids and has been around kids, kids are way more conditioned to wash their hands uh, when doing stuff like that than adults are, 100%. Because at school, they have to wash their hands so much. Like, after everything, they wash their hands. So I would be more worried about somebody else than than these children. And just tell them. You can tell kids to do shit. I would not worry about the uh, pizza preparation process even if you're going to share this pizza because no matter how many germs those kids put on that pizza you are going to stick that thing into a 500 degree <laughs> oven for 10 to 15 minutes so don't worry about it no I, one gets mm-hmm. sick from cooked pizza they don't <laughs> i was laughing because there was somebody on the stins page i'm sorry i did not uh look at your name but it was like how stoked do you think those kids are to go make pizza at andrew's house <laughs> <laughs> I I was just trying to put myself into that, like as a kid, you're like, oh, you're going to like one of your parents' yeah. friends who don't have kids, so there's no toys there. It's super boring, nope. and you're gonna have to make pizza like without cheese, basically. <laughs> oh yeah. No, he oh, does like man. pizza. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. He does like cheese on pizza. He's gonna be freaking out and hovering over you. <laughs> yes. Is he adventurous enough to cross over to like provolone instead of mozzarella? 
you know, or 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 does he just draw the line, you know? I don't know. <laughs> and can you slap a like? Can he? Will he eat a four cheese pizza? You know. Ooh. Does it have Fontina on it? <laughs> yeah. That might be a red flag. Would. Yeah. Well, Luke has a very sensible idea, which is just everybody do their own personal pizza. Absolutely. It's hardly sure. any more work 100%. than making a big pizza. So. Right. But Andrew seemed very nonplussed by this idea. He was like, <laughs> what? Like it was like he couldn't even comprehend this idea of personal pizzas. Huh? That's what the kids are going to want to do. Yes. Yep. That's what they're going to want to do. Yep. Yep. You dummy. Uh, top story is all the blurs days they forgot yesterday. <laughs> I don't want to go through the blurs days, but Luke says he thinks they skipped him because he forgot to promo it at the top of the show. No, Luke, you did promo it at the top of the show. You just forgot. You skipped him. it because it's a terrible segment because nobody cares because mm-hmm. it's not compelling. Um, no, uh, Chris Hayes never skips his a block segment. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because it's usually something really awesome. You know? Uh, you skip the blur stays because there's no content. It's terrible. You skipped them because they're not important. Sorry to those who write in their blur stays. Happy blur stay to you and Hillary. But it you're going to forget things. I forget things all the time in my life. And you know why I forget this, a lot of those things? Not important. They're not important. <laughs> Slide of they're not brain. important. They're not. They're not compelling. I don't need them. <sighs> Sorry. I'm finally, getting mad on Friday. <laughs> they, they also comment now, listening to some of the messages that are going along with the blurs days, that they are actually now Prairie Home Companion. <laughs> Good. Something to aim for. Yep. I actually. That's yeah. the best part of Prairie Home Companion it is, for it is, me yeah. <laughs> is listening to their version of the Blur's Days. But uh, they did talk about this when they started doing Blur's Days about how it was going to be strictly for birthday shout outs because people pay for those donor messages. Yep. The dazzling yep. donors are the ones who get to say whatever they want. If you can just send a message in and say happy Blur's Day to Linda, I remember the time we did this, 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 and this, you're getting close to that line. I think Remember when I gave Linda Whatever. a steamer for Christmas? Do you, do you guys remember that? A steamer trunk? Oh, oh no, no. Uh, a clothes steamer. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I should be more okay. specific. All right. Linda, I hope you're still using that steamer. <laughs> then they actually do a few emails, more than just one, and be like, well, we're out of time. Um, I don't want to talk too much about <laughs> fleshless urinals, but Lynn contributed that, yes, it's not just a tank that collects the pee that then they have to come along and empty. There are There is piping, and they do send the pee down the drain. It's just there's no water with it. Uh, I guess they have to change those trap things because I would assume that all the minerals in the pee build up or whatever. It's like... It's like peeing on that, that, uh, it's like peeing on, um, Aaron Rodgers' agent. He just meditates with a raisin in his mouth and he just goes away. Okay. (laughs) There is a voicemail from an anonymous lady on the subject of Venmo about how she sent her college aged son money over Venmo for his textbooks and he yelled at her because apparently her settings were 
to show her transactions publicly and all his friends saw her cute little emojis that she sent him and they made fun of him for it. You know what? He can get no money next semester. It, well, yeah, it's not like she wrote, oh, it's for new underwear, you tiger striper. You know, it, it's for fucking books. You're in college. You, you got to get some books. Right. Uh, and to your point, Hillary, Luke says next time he can buy his own books. So um, right. And okay. the best the best part of this was in the voicemail. She referred to herself as a middle-aged mom. Yes. And Luke was like, come on now. You say one dumb thing that wasn't even that dumb that you like double down on like four days in a row so triple down yes. on quadruple yeah. down on yes yes yep it could have all been gone really quickly if he just said yep. yeah it was silly of me yeah he deserves all the shade he gets for that right uh email from rebecca in sydney who sent a video of a kangaroo grazing while TBTL plays. It was characterized as a kangaroo listening to TBTL, but I don't think it was listening. So nice try though, Rebecca. She says that she spent $6,000 to bring her cat to Australia. Oh no. (laughs) Which leads Luke to say that he would not take Olive if it cost that much. Of course, Carrie would want to take Olive, but Luke thinks that Olive would be just as happy with a different family, as long as she just got to do her thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Andrew says he would leave Professor Banana's <laughs> mind if it came to it. But of course, Genevieve wouldn't hear of that. Mm-hmm. And then Luke goes through this whole journey about how he thinks Rudy wouldn't miss him. As long as she got to go to a family on a farm, she would be fine. But then he comes around to like how much Rudy loves him. I don't know. Well, What's interesting with these, particularly dogs, is, yeah, I mean, like, if if uh, if Emily ever disappeared from the earth, Ginger, you know, it would be like those old married couples. Ginger would probably pass away the next day because Emily is the only reason that Ginger likes to wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, but Abby, while, you know, she's always with, always with Emily and, you know, sleeps between Emily's legs and and just is constant companion to Emily. Uh however, when Emily's gone, she adapts. Yeah. She just <laughs> hangs out with me, you know. She was happy with the owners that she had before us, the the whoever was fostering her. She's a very happy dog and very adaptable and and uh we love her and she loves us, but but uh yeah, she she she'd be like Rudy out on that farm. She'd be great. But they're they're different, you know, all the animals mm-hmm. are different. Well, there's a thing about dog websites and how great dog websites are. Mike, I think you and I might get into a real life fight. <laughs> we rate we rate dogs. Hillary's on my right. my team. We rate dogs is awesome. And you know what? What is the, the point of thing. rating every dog fourteen out of ten? It's not a thing. It's so cute. They don't though. all get fourteen out of ten. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, well, sometimes they get, on they get a scale thirteen of like out of 11, ten. Eleven to fourteen. It's not a thing. It's like giving 110% effort. It's not a thing. It's so cute, though. You, you tell that to Fido <laughs> that he can't. But this conversation both ends with they love dogs. They love, love, yeah. love, 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 love dogs so much. They love dogs. They love dogs. <laughs> so. And there is one more email from Eliza. This is on the topic of that uh, Sinead O'Connor concert. 
uh, for Bob Dylan, where she got booed, and Chris Christopherson came out and comforted her. Eliza was at that concert. That's crazy. And uh, apparently what Chris Christopherson said was, don't let the bastards get you down. And then uh, it, it was... She says, of course, that was a concert with amazing artists. She listed all the artists who were there, and I was like, dang. But it was by far the most memorable moment in all of that. Yeah. Uh, Music for your weekend. Luke, you know, on those um, cutting-edge indie bands, he (laughs) likes Queen, Cool Cat. Um, Andrew picks uh, Mikkel, Mikkel DeVille, Free Soul. And um, back on the Sinead and Chris Christopherson thing, Douglas sent in Chris Christopherson's song that he wrote for her after this called Sister Sinead. He does sound like a pretty good dude. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is the week. I will take us quickly through housekeeping. If you would like to buy a Middle-Aged Momish 10 mug, you can do so at uh, our merchandise site, on littleredbandwagon.com. The archive project continues. I'm about to start week 41. Dang. So uh, onward and upward. This is your baby. The you cheesening. Know? You know when you said you were pregnant, like this actually is your baby because <laughs> it's like you're rolling into 40. Like you probably would have had the baby at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. You've done a full pregnancy of archiving. It, <laughs> gestation the, period of archiving. The result of, of your relationship with the archiving <laughs> is bringing an unwanted man into your into your life more than more than you're comfortable with probably the real side effect is sometimes i get so confused because i will listen to the current tbtl and then i will go archive and then i can't remember which was on which episode i'm like wait mm-hmm. do i talk about that this week because i'm really mad about it oh feel free yeah okay <laughs> Um, if you do any online shopping on the Amazon website, I don't know if you guys have heard about it. I guess it's a thing. Uh, if you I think it's would in the use, cloud or something. I've heard yeah, it's, some, it's I, I don't know. They have books, maybe. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you would use our affiliate link at littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon and kick a few pennies our way, we're probably coming up on time to do another show where we look at a list of all the amazing things that you guys buy. So, you pervs. Uh, Get your purchases on the list on our sister podcast, Earbuds and Earworms. They are doing literary songs, songs that are based on a book or a poem or a painting. Would that be a literary song? No, I guess only a written word. But songs that take their influence from other art forms. Let me put it that way. That sounds good. Yep. Um, all right, get involved, everyone. Uh, littleredbandwagon.com is our website. Y'all have been using throwyourphone.com a lot. Like, it comes in multiple times a day, especially if there's something really annoying going on. Thank you very much. Um, join us on our Facebook page. Uh, the show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. The voicemail and text is 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. Fax Bobby your butt, please. 617-354-8513. And with that, Mike, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. And Jen, I really want to know what your new credit card looks like. (laughs) Oh, God. It's it's rectangular. Um, it's metal.
Plasticky? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs>